Good day everyone. Welcome to Brace Up, where we ignite your heart with a passion to preach the gospel radically like never before. Duchi will be here again. It's time to increase the tension. Alright, today we'll be talking on Satan's desire. Satan's desire. You see, one of my biggest desires in this uh, ministry is for believers to understand who they really are. I want believers to understand because if I believe if we understand who we really are, a lot will change about us. I dare to say that the believer, the Christian, is the biggest, is the biggest frustration for Satan. You see, because even though he hates believers, even though he hates us so much and is jealous of who we are, there is nothing, absolutely nothing he can do about it. You see, he wants to be what we are. He wants to be like us. That's why he is always against us. And yet, he cannot. So there is a frustration that he faces. And so we have become his biggest frustration. Okay? Um, you see, he, 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 he has seen that times have changed. Our salvation is not like what Adam had that could be lost. You see, what Adam had was fragile. It was all somebody was fragile. You see, we have a seal. The Bible tells us about a seal that we have that is eternal. If you open your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible said, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation when you believed. You were marked in him with a seal. Okay? He said you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So we have a seal that the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit as a seal of promise. A seal to be sure that we cannot lose our salvation anymore. And if the Bible means what it says, if what it says is true, as I know that it is, we know and we are rest assured that the seal cannot be broken, at least until the Holy Spirit is broken. And of course, glory to God, we know it is impossible for the Holy Spirit to be broken. Satan cannot fight God. He cannot come against him. Satan knows this and so he knows that he's so incapacitated. You see, the, the strength of a bond is judged by the strength of the seal. If God makes the Holy Spirit, that is himself. If he makes himself our seal, then it means that he needs a greater than Holy Spirit to be able to remove us from God. So that is his frustration. If you open your Bibles to the book of Jude, Jude chapter 1 from verse 24. Go with me to that place. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. The Bible says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and without and with great joy. He said he will present you without fault. It is his job, okay, to keep you from falling. So some of you believers um, who are scared of losing your salvation, maybe because of one sin you committed or the other, God says there is no need for you to be scared. Because it is him who is able to keep you from falling, okay, from or even stumbling at all. And he will present you to God himself. God, so God, in the person of the Holy Spirit, will present you to himself, okay, with great joy and without fault. So there is a comfort that comes with this. There is a comfort that comes with this. If you open your Bible to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, that's another place where the Bible spoke about this. 
uh, our assurance that we are not going to lose our salvation for any reason. Romans chapter 8 from verse 29. Go me to that place from verse 29. The Bible said, For God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So God foreknew and predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. He foreknew us. So before you were born, God even predestined that you were going to be saved. And so don't be scared. As long as you are saved, God is not planning to lose you very soon. It is his job to keep you. So you know what? When Satan saw all these things, he came up with a plan. He came up with a plan. What is his plan? Since I cannot contend with the Holy Spirit for the salvation, since, since God has made the salvation he gave to these guys eternal, what am I going to do? I'm going to stop what I can stop. I'm going to stop try to stop him to hinder the flow of the spirit in bringing many sons unto glory. In other words, I want to stop him from saving people. If people don't get saved at all, then there will be nothing to bring them out from. So since he tries to bring you out from the salvation like God has given to you or to take it away from you, um, he, say, he sees it's not possible. And so what did he say? He said, I'm not going to try to stop many because he has seen that God has handed over to our hands, to the hands of the believer, the power to save sinners. And so he said, if I can stop these people from saving sinners, then we can, we can, we can be in business. Because he's, he has seen that trying to remove the believer from his salvation has removed him from business entirely. And so he, has, he knows that, you see, you see, he knows that whatever God wants to do, he's going to do with man. If you open your Bible to the book of Psalms, chapter 115, I'm reading from verse 16. Psalms chapter 115, from verse 16, the Bible said, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. He has given to you. So everything that will happen on earth, God has put us in control of it. So if a man will be saved in heaven, that's in the hand of God. If anything will happen in heaven, that's in God's hands. But if it will happen on earth, God has given it to our hands. So his reason, if only I could stop men from making new creations. If I can stop them, since I, I don't have to fight against God, it is man. I'll fight against If I can stop them from making new, I can, if I can weaken the will of man to work with God. You see, because that's the only way he can attack man and his will. If he can weaken the will of man to work with God to make new creations, then he will still be in business. And so what does he do? He targets your fire. Your fire for the kingdom, your passion for the kingdom. Satan targets it to know if he can remove it from you. If he can stop you from being passionate for the kingdom, for the work of the kingdom, then he can put himself back in business. You see, that is a seed that the Holy Spirit leads in us. I call it the seed of fire. That is what translates into what we call passion for the gospel. This is beautifully captured in uh, Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. Acts of the Apostles 2, the Bible talks about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came as 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 fire as tongues of fire upon the believers and the bible tells us immediately after they received that fire it translated into a passion which they carried starting from that moment peter rose up scared peter timid peter stood up and began to preach aloud before everyone okay he started preaching about because a passion has risen inside the fire born within them that same well, that was the same case with Paul. The fire born within Paul, and that's why we see immediately he got saved. He stepped out. He received the Holy Spirit. He stepped out in Acts Apostles chapter nine from verse seventeen to eighteen. The Bible tells us he stepped out immediately. Okay, 
in, in the next two verses, he began to preach the gospel. That was in verse 20. The Bible said he preached the gospel radically, okay, like he has never done before. This guy is a guy that has not preached before, but once the fire of the Holy Ghost got to him, he began to preach it radically. Okay, it is this fire that makes the saints restless until they are found preaching the gospel. That is why you notice that you sometimes when you can't preach, when you are not preaching the gospel, you start feeling bad about it, and you you are restless until you stand up on your feet and go and start preaching the gospel. This was the same fire that made Peter and John stand before the Sanhedrin's, the, the, the Jewish council, in the book of Acts chapter 4, 18 to 20. The Bible said they, they spoke to them and said, we, we just have to obey God. We cannot, we cannot, who do you expect us to obey, God or man? And so they decided to obey God instead of man. And the Bible said they went ahead to preach the gospel radically again even after that and they glorified God for it such boldness that you'll be glorifying God for what has for what for what uh, for being stopped for being accused for being persecuted and you are glorifying God and you're preaching so much more and so they went against the council and went on and preached the gospel it is that fire that brings about all these things this is the substance in the believer that satan always comes for because once that fire is dimmed once he succeeds in making that fire dim in you because of course he cannot steal that fire okay because that fire is the holy spirit he cannot steal that fire because the spirit cannot depart from the believer so there is no more passion for the gospel once he, it is dimmed okay there is no more passion for souls you don't you don't care about it anymore Alright, okay, once, okay, evangelism becomes a hard labor and mission seems like a waste of time for you. Why? Because that slide, that fire has been dimmed. Now, I want you to take note of this. Take note of this. This can only happen because you, the believer, you are the move of the Spirit. As my father in the Lord, Pastor Henry, would say, you are the move of the Spirit. So, what Satan does is not to affect your salvation, it does not affect your spirit. Because he cannot do that. So what he does is to affect you, you that is the move of the spirit. You are the one that, can, that will allow the spirit to move in you. He affects you and tries to stop you. Once he can affect your will, once he can affect your, your will and stop you from preaching the gospel, then he has stopped the move of the spirit at least through you. Okay? Because you, the spirit cannot function without your consent. Hallelujah. And so what is the sister's desire? His desire is to sift you as wheat and remove that fire. The Bible tells of Peter, the Bible said that, that Jesus said to Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But what I have prayed for you, and I always say, thank God Jesus prayed for Peter. Thank God he prayed for him because we might not have received the gospel even up until now. And so I pray for you that is listening to this, that your passion be steered for the kingdom mandate in the name of Jesus. I pray that you shall not be sifted as wheat and your fire shall not be dimmed for any reason. Hallelujah. You see, Satan's strategy to accomplish his plan is what? His persecutions, trials. Hallelujah. He brings trials, he brings persecution to you, he brings hardship to you. And so, whenever these things happen to you as a believer, you need to understand that, that, that sometimes they are Satan's desire to distract you from the accomplishing the Father's will, the mandates that God has given to you. It is a strategy to sift you as weak as wheat and make your fire dim. I don't want you to allow this. Do not allow Satan to, to sift you as wheat. How do you do this? Keep your eyes on the mark. Philippians chapter 3, open your Bibles, let's read that. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, the way to, not, not to allow Satan to see you as wheat is to always keep your eyes on the mark, keeping your eyes on the mandate, what has God spoken to you? All those things that are spoken to you about your mandate and your ministry, you keep your eyes on them. Read Acts, um, uh, Philippians 3 verse 14. 
Paul said, I press forward on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I press forward. I keep on pressing forward. I keep on keeping my eyes on the mark. Okay, I keep my eyes on the mark. I press forward. I don't lose focus of the calling which God has given to me. I have received a calling in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19. God said, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to all nations. It is a mandate for every believer. And as we know we have received that, we go ahead and preach it. We keep our eyes on the mark. Always keep the urgency in view. Always understand that the audience, the time for preaching the gospel is not the next second, it is now. Okay, keep the audience in view. One way to do that is to listen and read messages um, or, uh, uh, at every that, that will spur you up to action. Just like the one you're listening to now. Always, for, for, for those of you who are just joining this, I want you to connect with us here and keep on listening to Brace Up so that your heart will be steered for the gospel. And whenever you can get messages that will steer you up to preach the gospel like never before, always do that and listen to it. Okay, don't be passive about the mandate and don't omit the commission in the course of your life. Don't ever try to omit the commission in the course of your life. Secondly, be busy with the kingdom mandate. Don't stop for a, 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 a little break. You know, don't stop for a water break. The one I put in here, always be involved and soil your hands with the gospel. Soil your hands with ministry. Let every, let every day become for you another day, another opportunity to preach the gospel. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Don't stop. Don't let anything stop you. Totally, you need to pray again and again. I want you to keep on praying and keep it and keep on praying. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going to read that. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 16, the Bible says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being. He said he will strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being. So that is a, that it was a you there that is not talking about your spirit, talking about your physical person, your mind, your physical human being. And then you see the spirit that is going to strengthen you with power through the spirit that is in you. So the power is not coming from external but from within you to give you strength. And I always encourage believers to, believers to pray in times when they are not passing through trials. Because in trying times, it becomes more difficult to pray. Okay, times when you feel like you are wasting your time in ministry, you feel like you're wasting your time and years. Times when it all feels like fake and mechanical. You see, time that when persecutions come and trials abound, there is almost so much weakness to pray. But I want you to pray now for God to strengthen you in those times. And I pray for you, you receive strength in trying times. Hallelujah. I pray for you that trying times shall not stop you. Persecution shall not be a hindrance to you. I tell you, my brother and sister, we will keep this fire ablaze for God. Hallelujah. As I bring this to a close, I charge you, together we are going to keep this fire ablaze. We will preach the gospel well. Hallelujah. We will leave our, our, our gospel legacy for the next generation. Because men in the past left their legacy for us. We will live our own. Uh, there's a, a, a legacy I call the gospel legacy. How many souls did you win? How many nations did you reach? That's your gospel legacy. And we will live ours for the gospel. Hallelujah. We will win. No matter what it does. Together. Together. We are going to win. Join us next week for this podcast. And I pray for you. I pray for you. That your heart shall continually be steered for the gospel. And persecutions, even though they come, you will receive strength. To, in, in trying times to overcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us in today's podcast. Um, I, I'm really excited that you, joined, that you joined us. I wanted to invite your friends to always join us 
every week, every week, and God will continually bless you. We are looking forward to uh, 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 to we are looking forward to having you on fire for God every day. I'm still Juchimobi here, and I'm always here to um, give you the word of the Lord in power. Hallelujah! Thank you very much for joining us. God bless you.